Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's 9.30 in 716. It's really no wonder why the approval rating of politicians in general is just so low. And if you did wonder, you need only to listen to what you'll hear in this podcast from Capitol Hill and the White House to join the ranks of those who look at our political leaders, both sides of the aisle, and scratch our heads. I'm, I'm first, excuse me, dear. I'm first doing HR3. Anyone on HR3? Does anybody in this room care about the cost of prescription drugs and what it means to America's working families? Uh, from time to time, you've asked those questions. Does anyone care about the USMCA? No, Speaker Pelosi. I don't think anyone wants to ask about those pretty important issues because you're clearly spending more time looking into impeachment than into how much our drugs cost, health care costs, and other issues the nation would probably be interested in if there wasn't such a constant state of catastrophe between the Democrats, Republicans, and the White House. Nancy Pelosi and Shifty Shift, uh, who should resign for, in disgrace, by the way, and Jerry Nadler and all of them. It's a disgrace what's going on. And we should be focused on making America great again and keeping America great. I'm Tim Wenger on 930 In 716, and this time on the podcast, we simply listen in. News conferences by President Donald Trump and House Democrats offering a study in contrasting styles as well as decidedly different views of the impeachment inquiry. The president turning to name-calling Wednesday as he defended himself and railed against a government whistleblower as vicious and assailed the news media as corrupt and the enemy. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and her allies were just as resolute as they promised a broad new subpoena for documents and witnesses as they seek information about Trump's actions in the Ukraine controversy. So this this is sad. We have to be prayerful. We have to be worthy of the Constitution as we go forward. We have to be fair to the president, and that's why this is a an, investiga- an inquiry and not an outright impeachment. Intelligence Committee Chair Adam Schiff accusing the president of an incitement of violence with his attacks on the whistleblower. He said the investigation is proceeding deliberately, but with a sense of urgency. Well... If you think about what the uh, framers were concerned about at the time of the drafting of the Constitution, they were paramountly concerned about foreign interference in American affairs. First, the Democrats and a display of how Washington works and thinks. They wanted to ensure that the president of the United States was defending the interests of national security of the United States and not corruptly, secretly advancing some private agenda with a foreign power. It's hard to imagine a set of circumstances that would have alarmed the founders more than what's on that call, uh, where you have a president using the full power of his office to try to uh, effectively coerce a foreign leader that is completely dependent on our country for military, economic, diplomatic, and other support, to intervene in our election to help his campaign 
it's hard to imagine a more corrupt course of conduct. So to my Republican colleagues that say there's nothing to see here or, yeah, it's bad, but is it really something you'd remove from the president from office for? They're going to have to answer if this conduct doesn't rise to the level uh, of the concern the founders have, what conduct does? Now, we only know some of the facts at this point. The call record seems to be pretty indisputed. Um, the suspension of military assistance is undisputed now. The sequestration of this call record and maybe others into a file in which they were never supposed to be placed, a file that is for classified information of the highest order, covert action, for example, those facts are not contested. But all the facts around that we still need to flesh out. Um, what was the State Department's role? What was the Secretary's role? What was the role of the Attorney General? Um, there's a great more that we need to know to understand the full depth of the President's misconduct. Uh, and maybe when that comes out, it will persuade uh, some of those Republicans to uh, recognize the gravity of the situation. But I think we have to be realistic here there seems to be no floor below which this president can drop that some of the GOP members and maybe even many of the GOP members would not be willing to endorse, look away from, avoid comment on, let alone rise to condemn as as uh, incompatible with the duties of his office. No mistake. In that telephone call, the president undermined our national security because of his what he had done a few days earlier. And the president said, well, I didn't say that in the call. No, the sequencing of it. You have to look at the sequence. A few days before, the president withdrew that. Now, why? Why would that just come from the president? There was no, as far as we know, and we all find out if there is, any National Security Council justification for the president withdrawing assistance that had been passed by the Congress of the United States in a bipartisan way. And then the president just on his own decided he was going to use it as leverage. So using that as leverage, we, we have supported that military assistance in the interest of our national security, undermining our national security, undermining his oath of office to protect and defend the Constitution because he was overthrowing uh, an act of Congress just on his own, undermining the integrity of our elections. And that's what means something to people in their lives. They have to know that their vote counts and that it will be counted as cast. And this president of the United States is stooping to a level that is beneath the dignity of the Constitution of the United States. And our founders, since the chairman mentioned our founders, they put guardrails in the Constitution because they knew there might be someone who would overplay his or her power. They never thought that we would have a president who would kick those guardrails over and disregard the Constitution and say, uh, Article 2 says that I can do whatever I feel like. So this, this is sad. We have to be prayerful. We have to be worthy of the Constitution as we go forward. We have to be fair to the president, and that's why this is a, an, an inquiry and not an outright impeachment. And we have to give the president his chance to exonerate himself, but he thinks what he did was perfect. So we have that, uh, that situation. But I say to my colleagues, calmness, quiet, 
so that we can hear, that we can hear uh, what is being said in this regard. Again, when, on that very day, September 17th, that was Constitution Day, a Tuesday, two Tuesdays ago from yesterday. That was when that explosion hit of what possibly happened in that phone conversation, which the president confirmed to me in our call. And that day was the day we observed the adoption of our Constitution, September 17th. On that day, way back when, when Benjamin Franklin left Independence Hall, people said to him, what do we have, Dr. Franklin, a monarchy or a republic? He said, a republic, if we can keep it. It is our responsibility to keep that republic with the genius of a separation of powers, see two, three co-equal branches of government, each a check and balance on the other, separation of power, a republic, if we can keep it. That's our responsibility. That's the oath of office that we take, and that is what is the one of the reasons why we just have to look at the facts and the Constitution. Any other objections people may have to the president have no place and this discussion in terms of, is he too cowardly to protect children from gun violence? Is he too cruel to protect dreamers? Is he too in denial to understand climate change? The list goes on. Save that for the election. This is about the facts relating to the Constitution, and that is how we will proceed with dignity, with respect, prayerfully, and again, worthy of the sacrifice of our founders, the sacrifice of our men and women in uniform who fight for our freedom and the aspirations of our children so they'll live under future presidents who will honor the Constitution of the United States. Thank you all very much. Meanwhile, at the White House... They're the do-nothing Democrats. They don't do any work. A sitting foreign leader sat through the president being barraged by the media on impeachment, of course... All they want to do is try and win the election in 2020. So they come up with this impeachment nonsense, and everyone knows. The conversation, all based on one phone call that I had, where I'm talking to the president of Ukraine. You'll hear from our ambassadors. You'll hear from some of the folks that know all about the call, why the call was set up, and everything else. It's perfect. The call was perfect. In fact, Lindsey Graham said, I didn't know you could be so nice. There was no quid pro quo. Remember before they said, the only reason I put that out, and I did it with the approval of Ukraine, by the way, otherwise I couldn't have done it, was because the whistleblower was so dishonest. The whistleblower said terrible things about the call, but he then, I then found out he was second-hand and third-hand. In other words, he didn't know what was on the call. No, these are bad people. These are dishonest people. And when the American people find out what happened, it's going to be a great day. And you know what? We have to go back to building our country. Because 99% of Nancy Pelosi's time is spent on this. She should worry about lowering the price of drugs, which I've done. But it's hard to do it without the help of Congress. About creating border security, which I've done. We've built, we now have hundreds of miles of wall under construction on the southern border. She should worry about infrastructure. She should worry about the USMCA. She's not doing it. I just saw a part of a press conference before the president came. I'm sorry to bother you with this, Mr. President, because we have other things to talk about. But I will tell you, I just watched part. 
She says, oh, drug prices. Well, she's been trying to get drug prices down for how long has she been in Congress? For years. She should focus on her own district. Do you see what's happening to her district? We call it tent city. It's terrible. In fact, we just sent a violation to the city of San Francisco. Unsafe water, unsafe conditions, environmental, EPA, our EPA, which is doing a great job, is sending Nancy Pelosi, with all the talk about EPA, there's needles and drugs all over the street. There's tents. There's people that are dying in squalor in the best location in San Francisco. It used to be a great city. Now you have to see what's happened to San Francisco. You happen to see what, what's, what the Democrats have allowed to happen. As an example, what they've allowed to happen. Just take a look to Los Angeles, great cities. One other thing. Yesterday, as you know, I was sued by the governor, Gavin Newsom. He's another beauty. I was sued by him. He's a do-nothing. Uh, sued by him so that I can't get on the ballot in the state of California. It was a massive story. It was the biggest story, Mr. President. It was headlines all over the place. Trump gets sued by this uh, do-nothing governor in California. It was big. Here's what happened. Yesterday, I won the case, very convincingly. A very tough, smart, highly respected judge, not a Trump person at all, not appointed by Trump, appointed by somebody that you would call the opposition, came out with a scathing and tough opinion. I won the case. I didn't see one story that I won that case, not one story, from the fake news. I didn't see Steve write it. I didn't see you write it. I didn't see anybody write it. So let me just tell you, just to finish, Nancy Pelosi and Shifty Shift, uh, who should resign for, in disgrace, by the way, and Jerry Nadler and all of them, it's a disgrace what's going on. And we should be focused on making America great again and keeping America great, because that's what we have to do. And when I look at that parade with military and millions of people and everything else, we better get smart. We better start focusing on the right things. Because what they did with this nonsense, think of it. You have a perfect, I mean perfect, conversation with a president of another country, Ukraine in this case. And they try and say, oh, let's impeach him. They've been trying to impeach me from the day I got elected. I've been going through this for three years. They've been trying to impeach me from the day I got elected. And you know what? They failed. And this is the easiest one of all, because this one is based on one conversation. What about Obama's conversation with the president of Russia, where he says, hey, hey, tell Vlad I'll, I'll talk to him after the election's over. I'll talk to him. Nobody reports that, right? That's stuff you should report. But you people should be ashamed of yourself. We have the most dishonest media that you can imagine, and you should be ashamed of yourselves. Okay, I think I've answered most of your questions. What well, do you think? Finnish yes? media here. Finland is the happiest country in the world. Finland is a happy what, country. What can you learn? What can you learn from Finland? Uh, well, if you got rid of Pelosi and you we got rid of Shifty Shift. Finland is a happy country. He's a happy leader, too. <laughs> no Republicans have raised concerns. I don't care. That, look, I think a whistleblower should be protected if the whistleblower's legitimate. But when the whistleblower makes a 
big report on the conversation I had with a president of Ukraine. And it was a great conversation. It was we talked mostly about congratulations on your win. We talked about corruption, and we're really referring mostly to 2016, because what the Democrats did in 2016 was corrupt. And let's see what happens. They're more concerned with that than they are with me and impeachment. They're, they're trying to hide what maybe is coming. I let our great, uh, if, you, if you look, I let our great law enforcement take care of it, okay? Attorney General Barr, I guess, is working on it, and I hope he's working on it, because what happened in 2016 is a disgrace to this country. And they're more worried about that, because they know they're guilty as hell. All right. They're much more worried about that. Welcome, everybody, to Washington. That's 930 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 